Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Turn Right Podcast. I'm so proud that I started this podcast this year and there's 20 episodes, maybe more. I can't really tell at this point for this year. If you've listened to any of my episodes or followed me on Twitter, I just want to say thank you so much and I hope you will stick around for next year. I have a lot of great episodes about setting writing goals coming in the future, so You want to be sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you can hear all about that. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes, please let me know and I will gladly talk about them. Um, As far as today goes, we are going to be talking about all the books that I read in 2020 and what I learned from those books as a writer and take away and put into my own work to grow on my own writing journey. So the first book that I read this year was The Other Wife by Michael Robotham, and it's a thriller. It was really, really good. Essentially, the story starts um, with the main character, Joe, and he is a psychologist. He has Parkinson's disease, and his beloved wife, Juliet, passed away. Um, I can't remember why she passed away. I think it was some sort of like freak accident as a result of a surgery. And I just flew through this book. I really, really enjoyed it. It was very fast paced. The plot was really interesting. Basically, Joe's father was a distinguished doctor and he was brutally attacked, beaten, and now he's in a coma in the ICU. But what they didn't realize is the first person that was contacted after this incident was not Joe's mother, his father's wife, but this other lady. And of course, that sparks a lot of questions. It's the inciting event and it gets the story moving. Um, We don't know, was it her that killed him? Was it her son that is afflicted with mental illness? And there are a bunch of other players in moving parts and it's really interesting Some of the twists and turns are a little unbelievable, but it definitely keeps you really engaged. Um, And I think actually the biggest reason why I really liked this story was not just because of the mystery to the story, but also because of Joe's characterization. I really felt a lot of empathy for him. You can tell he still has these strong feelings for Juliet. He's trying to raise these two young girls on his own. One who's very withdrawn and kind of having some problems at school. Um, You can tell he's attracted to this detective, this woman detective who's working on the case, but something in him just really doesn't allow himself to be attracted to her. So he's kind of a mess and of course he has Parkinson's disease. So I think some takeaways I got from this story to put into my own are mysteries are good in really any genre you don't have to be writing a thriller to incorporate a little bit of mystery into your story also characterization is important in any genre even stories with very fast-paced plots the more we can connect with the characters right off the bat the better and the way this author makes us connect with the character is by giving joe really compelling ghost Um, with what happened to his late wife, and also some very distinct qualities, an interesting occupation, being a psychologist. So we initially connect with Joe, and then we kind of keep reading because we are interested in all of the different aspects of the plot. I would give this book 9.5 stars out of 10. I thought it was really, really good, and I would recommend it to anyone that kind of likes thrillers and mystery. The second book I started reading was Delirium by Lauren Oliver, 
and my current work in process was actually kind of compared to this as far as the concept goes but unfortunately this was dnf for me i did not finish it i got several chapters in i don't think i made it quite halfway through the book just dragged from me i didn't connect with the characters i was bored prior time i would never stop reading stories but i don't have unlimited time in my adult life so i did unfortunately stop reading this and i think the story was a very intriguing concept i thought the first few pages was interesting um the author really uh describes this complex world and of course we all know i like dystopian i like these complex worlds they're always something that i'm inclined to read about however i think the characterization of the main character was really really lacking I don't even remember the main character's name. Essentially, the story is YF dystopian. It's coming of age and every girl in the society has to get a procedure that cures them of having any feelings, of being able to be in love. And each chapter starts with a little um, play on Bible verses or Psalms that come from the book of Sh, which stands for something. So that's pretty creative and interesting. Uh, the inciting event is, of course, this procedure. But before it happens, the main character has a best friend that's kind of a rebel. And they go to this party and they hear music. And the main character sort of lets herself go and feels these different things and meets a guy. Um, so it is kind of cliche, maybe, in that sense. Um, but I stopped reading shortly after that. I just felt that the writing wasn't engaging for me. The story wasn't fast-paced enough and I didn't connect with the characters. So what I can take away from this, especially as someone that writes in the dystopian genre, is we have to care about the characters and we have to connect with them first before we learn any elements about the world. And that is so tough to do because it is really hard to execute these complex worlds and um, you know, we've been working on them so hard and we have these cool ideas that we really like and we're so close to, but at the end of the day, the character creates the connection for the reader. So that's really my big takeaway from that story. The next book I read was a nonfiction and I read that periodically throughout the year. I also didn't finish this story um, and that's by Rachel Hollis. It's called Girls Stop Apologizing. I wanted to read this book because I feel like I do kind of apologize for my dreams sometimes. Like I'm kind of afraid to go after them just because it's something that not a lot of people are doing. You know, I don't really know anyone in real life that's trying to become a professional writer. So uh, people kind of look at you like you're crazy when you say you want to do that. So I thought this book would give me some confidence and help me push through uh, the doubts and it definitely did like i said i read it kind of on and off whenever i needed inspiration and i think that if you are an aspiring writer too i think it's a good read and it can really help you gain some confidence in yourself and stop apologizing for what you want it's definitely marketed more for women but i think anyone can read it the next story that i read was also nonfiction, and that is the sacred search by gary thomas this book is amazing it's a book geared towards Christian singles who are dating or looking at um, the prospect of marriage. But again, I think it can apply to anyone, even if you aren't religious, um, because he makes some really great points. Gary Thomas doesn't believe that there is like a soulmate or someone that you're destined to be with. He thinks 
you can have a good relationship with many different people, um, but it's more about making the choice and commitment to that person. So to me, I'm kind of idealistic. Like soulmates sound so exciting to me. I feel like that was really a good wake-up call. He talks about like good qualities you want in a person. You want people who will be there for you on bad days, through loss, through sickness. Um, you know, he kind of said it's not about having the most attractive or most financially successful partner, but it's about finding someone that loves you for who you are and someone that you can be very compatible with on a day-to-day -day basis. Talks about, you know, what kind of couple do you want to be? Do you want to be the couple that's very artsy and lives in the city? Do you want to be the couple that puts their kids first and never does anything without their kids? Do you want to be the couple that's literally attached at the hip? Do you want to be the athletic, fitness junkie, healthy eating couples? Couple, you know, who do you want to be? And I thought that that was also a really interesting point. Um, again, not really many takeaways because it was nonfiction, but it was really engaging and I think something maybe we can learn from that is it's good to draw on personal experiences of things you've experienced or people you know and kind of incorporate those in an artful way into your work because that makes them personal and when your books are personal, people will connect with them. Finally, the last book that I am still reading is The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. I have about 200 more pages to go. The book is almost 800 pages long, and I have been trying to read this book again off and on. Um, it's just definitely a beast. It's very good. The writing is beautiful. I'm reading it very slow because I think you can learn a lot stylistically from her writing. Um, like I said, it's very beautiful, and if you're a writer's writer, you would definitely like her prose. It, of course, won a Pulitzer, and for good reason. The story starts with a main character, Theo Decker. His life is turned upside down, goes to a museum with his mother because he got in trouble at school, so they kind of have some time to kill. And in this museum, there's a huge explosion, a bomb went off, and his mother dies. He lives, many people are injured, many people die, and he kind of feels guilty for being late to school that day and making his mother go to this museum he kind of internalizes that and of course he feels deeply sorrowful because he lost his mother he also doesn't have a great relationship with his father who's an alcoholic and the story really uncovers the rest of theo's life and him growing up there are also a lot of other tragedies along the way his father gets killed his best friend dies and the girl he loves marries someone else, so the book is pretty heartbreaking, um, and I think there is a ton we can learn from that. I said this on my last episode, something Donna Tartt does really well, is her scenes are very succinct and to the point, even though the story is very long because it is spanning Theo's whole life, but the actual scene by scene is very short and to the point. She really nails it on the head by showing, not telling. Um, I can picture everything about this story and all of the characters have a lot of depth, yet the story is pretty objective. Theo also struggles with some drug use, which to me uh, makes him a compelling character, um, highlights that kind of PTSD that you might have after an event like that, so the story was all very believable to me. There was a little bit of political commentary, but I found it to be appropriate given the character and the situation. 
Um, so I don't think I really can criticize this story at all. I'm still working through it, so I'm anxious to see how it ends and hopefully I'll finish reading it here soon. I think the biggest takeaway for me from this story is your scenes more succinct while continuing to show the scene and the character, but just being succinct and not including unnecessary details, meandering thoughts that the character might have, too much description. You know, her description is so vivid, but she can execute, you know, one sentence for like a whole paragraph that it might take me to describe something. So I think by just reading the story slowly and kind of picking up intrinsically on her prose and style, I can take that back into my own writing. So I would definitely recommend anyone to read this story because it is such a great book. And I think no matter what stage you are as what stage you are in as a writer, you can definitely learn a lot from it. Also, some takeaways um, that make Theo a compelling character are, um, again, these are like really big life-altering incidents. It's not a small theme. It deals with grief and loss, not really having friends, lover being taken away from you. So things make us really compelled for Theo. It's not just, you know, oh, you got to be on a test and we're supposed to feel really bad for him. So these are all of the stories that I read this year. It was kind of a slower reading year for me. I've really been focusing on writing, but I know in order to be a strong writer, you have to read a lot. I've always loved reading growing up. It is challenging, you know, working a nine to five job, um, having a social life, doing this podcast, trying to be a writer. It's, you know, challenging to find time to read, but Hopefully next year I can read even more books and let me know what books I should tackle for next year. I did start reading The Girl on the Train as well, but I'm not through that enough to really count that into this year's reading. So if you haven't noticed, I do like to read multiple books at once. I've always been that weirdo. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. Keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying. I will talk to you guys on our next road trip.